Hello, I'm David Barreto, and today we're going to talk about the offerings we give to spirits and to gods. Uh, what happens to those offerings? Um, uh, do the spirits eat those offerings? Do they use those offerings? You know, the the gods. Do they eat? Do they? You know, if we give them like let's say drinks and foods, do they eat or? Is anybody eating these these foods? Or what happened to, to the offerings, you know, that we give? And that includes incense and candles and, you know, all of that. What happens to these offerings, right? So I'm going to have a, a very universal approach to, to um, discuss these because, obviously, um, in many religions, right, and sects, we see that um, people give offerings for different purposes. Um, so there are the religions that um, they use offerings to to appease the gods and to you know make them you know happy, and there are the religions that you know you use the the the, the offering right you you give offerings like to get something in exchange, and you know the uh, the other. Um, uh, religions right and you know especially like pagan religions and you know shamanism as well you give the offering for like the the nature right it's like you give the sun you give the the, the winds you give the sea you know these offerings um so my approach is gonna be to um offerings to gods and spirits in general right so um Obviously, we're going to talk about Umbanda mostly, but I, I can also extend this knowledge to um, pagan religions and kind of, you know, sects like, you know, witchcraft and uh, in general and Tibetan magic as well and, you know, hoodoo and, you know, all of that. Anyway, so... You know, an offering. There are two types of offerings, right? They are the offerings that we give. You know, the spirits, as I said, like in magic, or in in a religion. And um, there are the 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 offerings that they are not really offerings, but they are like the elements we use in magic, or we use in uh, when performing some kind of like ritual, right? And there are actually, you know, another type of offering, which is like the offering um, some people give in, um, in, in, in some cultures, uh, they give to, to, to the dead, right? So, for example, in Mexico, right, um, they give, you know, there's a day where they, you know, go to the cemeteries and they, you know, place cakes and, you know, sweets for the, for the dead and things like that, like celebrating, you know, um, the dead and you know giving them food and you know in china they give um the dead food as well um you know once in a while you know they burn even like this um fake money i think it's called um joss paper it's like you know um fake cash really they burn the cash and then like the cash allegedly reappears in the spiritual realm and you know those spirits they can use the 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 money anyway so we're going to talk about, um, first of all, we're going to talk about these offerings um, that people give to spirits. So let's say in Umbanda or, you know, um, pagan religions or hoodoo, voodoo, whatever. Um, the reason why somebody gives an offering is because they want something back. Right? So that's the, the law. The thing is, 
the spirits, right? Let's say that, you know, that, that there's a spirit, you know, and you know the spirit by intuition or you are psychic and you've seen the spirit and the spirit requested an offering or you feel like you have to give an offering to get in touch with the spirit or to give the spirit something or to ask for something, right? When you place the offering, obviously you're going to activate magically, right, uh, the offering. And when I say activate magically, you know, we can talk, we can talk about like a prayer, you know, you don't have like to always, you know, do a massive ritual around, around, you know, your, your, your um your rituals your magic your offerings you know a prayer is a ritual right so when they place the offering there right and they activate the offering what they're doing is they are linking that spirit to that um offering they're giving that's the activation you know that in the activation that's what happens the thing is when the spirit is linked to that offering you know because you are directing that spirit to that offering you like you know put it's like you know you are putting a a, um, a password on that offering and only that particular spirit or that particular group of spirits will have access to that offering you know given that you, you've done everything you know precisely right then that spirit will absorb the element of that offering so let's say that in the offering you had you know fruit and a drink and you know incense and things like that the, the spirit will absorb the energy of that uh, of the offering they are not gonna eat those fruits they're not gonna you know drink the the specific drink you, you place that they're not gonna do that if you you know that there are offerings where people put like makeup and you know mirrors and um perfume and things like that they will not use them as if they were like people you know alive and you know they're gonna eat or anything no they're gonna absorb the etheric energy from that those fruits from those elements this etheric energy right can be understood as if like it was the soul of the the offering you know the soul as if this the, the offering had a soul you know because everything has a soul it's not like a soul like it's not the same structure as a soul but you know it's the same principle like the same kind of you know very similar energy and um so it in the offering you know every element in there in the fruits in the drink in the smoke everything in there will have this etheric energy right this energy in inside of it so the spirit will absorb that to then give you what you asked for so they will, they will absorb that as an energy right let's say you know just so we can picture what it looks like it looks like some kind of like smoke just energy as we know you know energy you know flashes of light they absorb that right and then they manipulate that magically they manipulate that in the astral realms and then they can give you know you what you what you wanted what you asked for right depending on your um um deserving i mean if you deserved you know what i mean because otherwise everybody would be asking like to win the lottery and you know the spirits would be producing that you know what i mean it's not like that so it, it depends a lot on you know um, what you deserve and if they can do that for you the thing is 
again, they absorb the, 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 the uh, their energy and then they manipulate, so they change it a little bit and then they create something with that energy. They might create a thought form and attach that thought form to you, right? Because once you have that thought form well formed, then you can start, you know, um, attracting that to you via, you know, what we call the law of attraction, you know, and I talk about the law of attraction thoroughly on my book, by the way. And I talk about like offerings and how offerings work. Uh, my book is called The Supernatural Science, Theory and Magic uh, by David Barreto. And in this book, I, you know, um, I talk about, you know, everything I'm talking now um, regarding um, um, offerings and the law of attraction, you know, the connection in between the two. Anyway, so when the spirit gets that energy and manipulates the energy, then the spirit creates, um, they, they might create a thought form and connect that thought form to you or like the spirit might just build wires and connect you to you know some things or the, the spirit might just create some uh, different energy and attach that to you or the spirit you know depending on what you asked for let's say you asked for peace you know in your house or you know cleansing you know spiritual cleansing in your work workplace or something like that the spirit is probably gonna get you know that material from the offering right that the, the energy and they're gonna build something to then cleanse the area you asked for so the, the offering is like tools for the spirits to do something for you no matter what you ask for right the thing is you might be wondering why do spirits then need to do that if that if they are spirits why do they need the offering don't they have the power don't they, they can't they do things can't can they create things and they certainly they certainly can they can do they can create stuff you know they don't need the 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 offering the people i mean the ones who need the offering is us we need the offering why because spirits, right? Obviously, I'm focusing on Umbanda spirits, but you know, you can extend that to other spirits in Hoodoo or in, um, you know, traditional Western um, witchcraft or, you know, anything like that. The thing is, the spirits, they are in the spiritual realm, right? They are in the astral realm, you know? They are in those are the very subtle realms. So, you are right in the physical dimension your your spirit is incarnated it is in the physical dimension so whatever you ask you are asking for that to happen in the physical dimension so if you're asking for money or for job or for health or for uh, opportunities or for you know cleansing you know your house or bringing peace or anything you asking for that to happen to you while you are here in this body right in this dimension in on the planet right so these spirits they need some kind of you know physical material so they can then um they can, you know, bridge themselves to the material world. They can, like, link, you know, do this link, right, between them and the material world. The, 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 in the offerings, they will absorb the etheric, you know, uh, energy from the, the, the offering. The ether, right, the ether, the fifth element, if we, if we talk about the elements, right, of nature, we've got, you know, the, the, the basic, you know, four elements. We have so many more elements, but we talk about four um, basic elements, which is earth, water, um, fire, and air. 
but you know um, we also know about the fifth element which is ether this fifth element is no um it's not um physical right it's astral it's ether it's etheric right that's why we talk about etheric you know energy you know it's because it's it's like the spirit you know element the spirit spirit material right um, so when these these spirits, right, they are in the astral realm. Remember, they don't have a physical um, power. You know, they they are like, let's say, they are holograms. You know, these spirits, they are holograms for us because we are here in the dense, uh, you know, material world. So these spirits, they look like holograms, right? So when they have access to this etheric energy that you gave them right as an offering then they can you know kind of bridge you know uh, you know them to what you want how do they bridge well um ether is not a, a physical element right but it's not 100 percent uh, spiritual either you know ether is kind of like in between the dimensions you know it's very subtle a lot more subtle than air or fire right but it's like more denser you know, a lot more denser than, you know, spiritual energy, you know, so the ether is like this energy pulsating, it's almost physical, but it's not, right, it's in between, so um, these spirits, they need, like, something in the material to get you what you wanted, what you asked for, even when you're asking for, um, um, strengthening the, the, the links in between you and, you know, a certain god, or themselves, you know, when you want to, you know, link yourself to that spirit, right? Link, I mean, like, yeah, you know, be around the spirit and you want the spirit to be, you know, more in, in your life, etc. If you want to strengthen that energy, right? So the, the offering will serve so they can manipulate the wires in between them and you. Then they can create like a whole, let's say, electromagnetic field in between you two, you know. So the offerings serve them that way, right? We are talking about the offerings that we give a certain spirit based on the concept that, all, you know, these spirits are good and we know them, right? We know them and we know uh, we are placing the offering with good intentions, right? And we're doing all of the rituals like in a certain way. Uh, uh, and we have a lot of knowledge, you know, uh, because you can't just like go anywhere, you know, and give an offering and expect like a beautiful, you know, kind spirit to come and get it, right? So you have to be in a good mood. You have to know what you're doing, right? Um, you can't just like go to the cemetery thinking that you are like this powerful witch and then you place offerings there and you think that, you know, a spirit will come and, you know, do whatever you want as if they are your ser servants, you know, and you gave an offering and that was it. No, they will become obsessors, right? Um, so don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I'm not only talking about cemeteries, you know. So that's why when you give offerings to a spirit or anything, when you evoke, invoke a spirit or anything, you have to know what you're doing, and you got to have a lot of knowledge. And most, and most, more, more importantly, you should have like this amazing, you know, um, clear intention, right? Good, um, positive intention, right? Because otherwise. 
you know, similar spirits will come to you. And it's not going to be that one, right? Normally in Umbanda, um, before giving offerings to, to, to spirits, um, people light candles to the angels, right? Or you name it, you know, they, they, they light candles to, you know, their spiritual guides and their, you know, um, angels in general, asking for protection and for, you know, clarity and light and, you know, wisdom and all of that and protection mostly. Um, so then at, right after that, they give, they start the offering to, to the spirits, you know. So I think that, you know, every um, religion, you know, has that, you know. So I think everybody should do that before, you know, starting giving offering to spirits. Um, because, you know, many, many, other, many bad spirits, bad intentioned uh, spirits might get the offering or might, you know, come to you or, you know, besides, it, you know, we can't think that we know much more than those spirits, you know, that, you know, we give an offering and they will do whatever we want. And it's not like that. So we've got to be careful. And that's why um, I'm here just to talk about like what happens to the offerings. Not, I'm not saying that, you know, it actually works. It works, right? If you have the good intentions and you know what you're doing, you have a lot of knowledge. Okay, so the other type of um, um, offering is the, the, the offering that is not to necessarily get something, but you know you, you want to uh, you want to link yourself to a deity you know or to, to a god or something. Right, so you know you place the offering there, and the spirits will transform that into wires or into you know magnetic fields. Magnetic, I'm talking about everything in the astral realm, right? So if anything sounds like you know uh, anything from from classical physics or quantum mechanics, which I have vast knowledge in because I've studied um, astrophysics, right? I'm not talking about this now. I'm talking about like everything in the astral realm. But anyway. Um, so yeah so they build these but if you are giving an offering not to a spirit but you're giving an offering to a god or a goddess let's say you know aphrodite or zeus or you know um ogum you know in yoruba or you know um, bridget in the celts you know like whatever you know the culture if you are giving an offering to, to Horus, you know, or, um, you know, any god, any goddess, you know, if you're giving them an offering, the offering's not going to be picked up by them, themselves, the gods, because these gods, they are gods in, in general, you know, they are f a force, they are a force, right, they are like pure intelligence, pure love, pure, you know, they are force that sustains you know, uh, things and and other spirits. So they are not actual, you know, spirits. They might even appear like that, right? Um, so it's um, easy for people to distinguish, but they are really like shapeless. So who are going to come and pick it up? You know, get the, the offering. So who comes and picks the offer is the spirit who works for their god. You know, and there's like a legend of spirits, you know. So there's like groups and groups and groups of spirits working under the frequency of that particular god. So let's talk about Ganesha, right? Ganesha is like this Hindu um, god uh, of, you know, prosperity and the god of artists and, uh, you know, it's that that god with the the head of an elephant right um so when you give like an offering to ganesha right 
or any other god you can include in, the, in what I'm saying. You place the offering there, you do all the ritual, it's beautiful, it's there, you know, you sing, you know, mantras, you know, Ganesha mantras and all of that. Then a friendly spirit connected to Ganesha, a spirit who identifies himself or herself to Ganesha, and that spirit works under the frequency of Ganesha, right, will come and collect the offering on Ganesha's behalf. It's not that this spirit has a connection with Ganesha, like that they talk and they, you know, they meet. It's not like that, you know. But the spirit identifies with Ganesha, and you know, uh, and then that's how the they will do the things on the behalf of Ganesha, right? Ganesha sustains the these the spirits, and Ganesha sustains the the creations, you know, and everything related to prosperity and art and all of that that Ganesha is connected to, right? So in Umbanda, for example, the same thing. If you're gonna like uh, give an offering to Oshum, you know, the, the the goddess of the Orisha, right? You say goddess, but she's an Orisha of um, beauty and prosperity and love and all of that. It's not Oshum herself who's gonna come and collect the offering. It's gonna be. A, a deity, a spirit, right, who works under the frequency of Oshun. So that spirit, right, is a, a is a spirit of a person who died, right? They died, and then they uh, they are very connected spiritually, and then they start learning, you know, in the astral realm, in the spiritual realms. They start learning and studying and getting titles, and you know, and they are guided by other spirits, etc. And then they identify with a certain frequency of God, which is like Oshun, she's one of the frequencies of God. And then they start working under that frequency, doing pretty much what Oshun would do, right? But as a spirit, same thing with Ganesha. Ganesha is like one of the frequencies of like God, the, 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 this whole creator, you know, the, the source. Um, and, you know, um, Osiris, you know, in, in Egypt and, you know, Artio in, in the Celts, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, all of these gods and goddesses, uh, and they are frequencies of the same god, right? So they have these spirits working, you know, under their frequency, under their, let's say, the hierarchy, you know. Um, so they, these are the ones who get the offering, you know. And they do the things based on what you ask for, depending again on um, how you um, you place your offering, what you're asking, if you deserve. You know, you got to be connected to that. You know, you're not gonna be a person like not spiritual at all, and then eventually like overnight. Oh, do you know what, Ganesh? I'm gonna give him like an offering, and then I'm gonna get something back. It's not like that. You're not bargaining with with these gods, right? The person who needs the offering is you. The person who 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 needs the candle is you. The person who needs it, it's you. It's not the spirits. It's not Ganesha. It's not the gods. It's you. You need that. So when you doing, you placing an offering, etc. Somebody may get that offering and manipulate that energy to get something back to you. They don't need it. You need it, right? Um, there's like the offerings that people give to the dead, as I said, right? Um, in Mexico, sometimes, and in China, or you know, many other cultures, they give something to the offering uh, to to the dead, you know, either food or money or something like that. The thing is, 
we don't consider that an offering because an offering there's always something back you know there's always something back to you when there's an offering you offer so something comes back to you you know like you you you, you give an offering and then you get like uh, and you ask for a job or for health or for clarity or for intuition or whatever or you know you you ask um, that you are more connected to with a god etc right but when giving something to the dead we're not expecting anything back it's not like okay i'm gonna give this food to the dead and the dead is gonna give me something no it doesn't work that way when you know people give this offering to the dead they are just trying to please the dead like okay you know you're gonna have food you're gonna have money do you know what i mean you can do things in the spiritual world um so then um I'm not going to obviously, you know, judge here like what happens because, you know, many people, it, it's very personal to them. So I'm not going to be thinking, you know, I know so much that, you know, I'm going to say what happens. However, like I'll, I'll be very general in here, right? And what happens is most of the time these dead people, they won't be able to to get the offering really. They will, they might know that you're giving an offering, which is great, right? And they feel, you know, no matter where they are, they might get, the, the, the news that you are giving them an offering. But the thing is, it's not every spirit who has the ca capability of like absorbing energies from uh, an offering or eating the offering, you know? They can't, they can't unless they know how to manipulate. Some spirits might know how to eat, so they obviously gonna eat the ether from the, the let's say you give rice, right? Or a piece of cake, let's say you give a piece of cake to, to the dead, right? Like they do sometimes in Mexico. Um, the spirits might go and eat a cake. In the physical uh, world, right, in the third dimension, you, you, the cake won't change, right? But for the spirit, it is changing because the spirit believes and the spirit is like eating, you know, the, the cake. And, you know, some spirits are, very, are still very attached to the physical world. So, you know, some of them might even like eat, right? And, 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 and get all of that kind of like cash that they get so they can use in there use like again with other spirits who also believe in those um money and you know they're still very connected to the world here right but again it's not a general rule um, when giving uh, offering to 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 the dead right just like to the dead they might not be eating they might not be um absorbing their energy they can't do that because i mean those spirits who work under the frequency of um Oshun, for example, you know, the, the Orishas, they are spirits who got titles. They got titles, right? They've been working in the astral realm, helping people for decades, other centuries, you know? They've been like, they've been like learning and studying and going to other uh, dimensions and going to other, you know, planets and they've been working and uh, working energy and they've been like working on their karmas and everything, you know. So they're not just like people who died and then, oh, do you know what, I'm going to start working for this God. It's not like that. You've got to deserve, you've got to, to, to go higher, you know. I mean, so that's why when I say like that those spirits working under the frequency of Ganesha or the frequency of, you know, Zeus or the frequency of Oshun, they are not just spirits of people, right? They know a little bit more than us. They are a little bit more advanced than we are spiritually, right? They're still not like, you know, and, you know, ascendant spirits or, 
like Buddha or Jesus. They're not like that, but they are slightly more advanced than we are. And that's why they got the titles. And that's why they've got, you know, they can manipulate things. The more expanded your consciousness is, the more power you have right to manipulate these energies into traffic in between dimensions and these spirits right um connected to to religions like that um they are they 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 are you know more expanded than you know the you know simple person who dies and you know um yeah so it's just so we know that you know when we say spirits we're talking about you know a proper um um deity you know let's say so that's what happens to the uh, to these offerings. When we are um, making, let's say, let's say that, 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 that there's a um, ritual, right? Like a weekend ritual, and this ritual is just like a ritual for the moon, right? For the moon. So you're not even talking about uh, any spirits or any god or goddesses, although the goddess is quite um, related to the moon. But let's say that you just like, okay, you know. Today I'm gonna do uh, um, this um, offering, right? Not an offering, but like a ritual to the to the um, to the moon and to the nature, and you know to connect because today is like new moon and you know things like that. So you place like oranges and you place apples, you know, and you place cinnamon and candles and all of that. That is not an offering, right? Nobody's going to come and get the offering. But you are placing those um, materials there, right? You're placing those, you know, fruits and incense and, th and things in there, right? So what happens is that, like, you entangle your uh, electromagnetic field to the electromagnetic fields of those uh, elements, you know? And then by intention, right, you manipulate by a current of um, neutrinos, right? You manipulate that energy, right? So that the energy from those uh, elements, right? From the apple, from the cinnamon, they're gonna come back to you. They're gonna penetrate you. They're gonna add up to your to your own electromagnetic fields, right? So you, you know, end up absorbing all of that thing that you put in there right so you get a bit of the frequency of the apples in your own aura and you get the frequency of the oranges in your own aura right um, obviously i'm saying that provided that you are performing this uh, precise um, ritual right you're not just like play you know place fruits in there light a candle and oh yeah come on it's not like that, you know, if you know what you're doing and you do everything precisely, you know, the way it is, then what happens is you are going to absorb the, 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 the etheric energy from those fruits and they are going to be part of you. Not the fruits anymore, just their energy, their energy, right? Their souls, if we may. Um, so then that strengthens you. You know, that makes you like vibrate, not vibrate in the frequency of those fruits, but like those fruits are very linked to, you know, a certain, you know, frequency, right? So you add up that frequency to you. If you have crystals in there, crystals or herbs or things like that, you're adding up to, to your, you know, frequency. That's why, you know, um, um, 
it, it works it works that way and that's why you place these offerings in there it's not offering really it's just like the material that you are using for your ritual but then you know it's you absorbing that you know you don't you are not even aware that you are absorbing but it's happening because you are connected to to that and you are activating you know that magically you can activate obviously it depends on the on the religion it depends on the what you believe and how you do it but you know you activate this with um, mostly intention but you activate as well with portals you know candles are portals as well I'm gonna have like I'm gonna make another podcast by the way um, and another video on YouTube on candle magic it's really um, um, brilliant and you got to to see that um, so the, the, the candle magic you know you can create portals in you know wormholes you know we know about wormholes and wormholes like when you have one place in space right and another place really far away billions and billions and billions of like um, light years away right the wormhole is like a place that you enter and in seconds you are in that other place in the universe right so that's what people believe that they are uh, inside the black holes you know you go in the black hole and things disappear right and people believe that you get sucked from one dimension and you show up in another one or in another very far away place so these wormholes right they are portals you know, um, magic has always talked, and occultism has always talked about portals, right? And, and nobody thinks like about portals. What is a portal? Where is a portal? Portal is a wormhole. It's like a place that takes you to another place far away. Sometimes another dimension or another place in the same dimension, but very far away. So with candle, you candle, candle magic, you can open portals as well with symbols. You open a portal. Uh, and the frequency of those symbols, you know, so those symbols, depending, again, if you know exactly what you're doing, if you know the symbols, they will take you or take the whole material there of the offering to that other place. Anyway, you activate with, you know, you can activate with mantras, you can activate with words and with um, bells and, you know, it's up to your practice, you know, what you do. Is it, is it you know western european witchcraft or is it umbanda or is it um tibetan um magic you know which doesn't even exist anymore you know because um, um political reasons but you know used to be really um strong in that um like two thousand years ago um you know like the small magic you know it looked it used to look like voodoo i mean hoodoo hoodoo and umbanda magic you know um and even like you know European witchcraft, but now they don't have that much. Anyway, um, so that's what happens to the offerings we give when we give, for example, in Umbanda, right, um, a drink to a Pombajira, right? Pombajira is a spirit who works in Umbanda, right? Spirits of like mostly women who, um, again, they died and then they learn so much and they study so much and they go to courses let's say in the spiritual world i'm just trying to, to sound really natural here right obviously i'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about like the what happens in the astral realm here because i'm just trying to be short but you know spirits who go to and they die and then they are they follow you know a group of spirits and then you know they got guides and they learn and they study they get titles and then they start leading all the groups of spirits and they start doing things you know everything to help god and you know blah 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 anyway so uh when you you give like let's say a pombajira right 
a, a glass of wine and you light a candle and you put like a small thin cigarette and you know a rose etc she's not gonna drink that um, wine she's not gonna smoke that cigarette right she's gonna absorb the energy and give it back to you somehow she'll manipulate the energy the way she does her own way and then she's gonna create whatever you ask for you know if you deserve that right um, they might even like you know they, they might even do that in a magical way that they are actually drinking they might even get the glass and hold the glass and drink that and and smoke the cigarette but actually the whole process of doing that is manipulating the energy in the astral realm you know and then she creates you know some kind of smoke to some kind of light and she gives it back to you because when I say manipulate it doesn't mean that they um, absorb that with the hands and they and they shape it in the hands you know they might do it like some of them they put like under the hats or some of, of them like actually smoke and drink they're not smoking or drinking but they are getting the energy inside of them and then when they pour out it comes ready manipulated uh or you know some of them they manipulate in the hands like that as if they're like shaping um mud you know shaping clay um so it, it depends on the spirit it depends on what they do um right but you know that's what happens to uh, offerings when we give spirits none of them you know have fun with the offerings they are manipulating the offering Right? When you give offerings to gods and goddesses, it's not the gods, um, the gods themselves um, who come and pick it up. It's the, the spirits working under the influence of those gods and offering to the dead. They might not eat. In most cases, they don't eat and they don't even see that, right? Unfortunately. Um, but again, they might you know, know that you are doing that, right? Depending if you know what you're doing and how. And um, the elements that you use in your magic or in your altar, right? The fruits or food and things like that. Uh, it's just you absorbing that. That, you know, magically you absorbing that, that energy, right? And that helps. But again, I, I just can't stress enough. You have to know what you are doing. Because a lot of these can turn into obsess obsessions right you can attra attract you know spirits who are not very um friendly um you know so don't think that you can just like in your bedroom you know light you know black candles and give something and summon you know a goisha spirit and or, or demon and you think that it's not like that you got to know a lot more than that, right? I'm just talking about the basics, the physio the, the astral physiology of the elements, you know, if I can, you know, use this term, right? So yeah, that was it for today. So I see you soon.